Good morning and welcome to Destiny Church. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And here we are once again, able to come together as a corporate body to worship and praise our God, to come into his house and into his presence. And I thank you, Father God, that we have this opportunity and we can come in with praise. We can come in with worship. Over this past week, I have spent some time just sitting in God's presence, and it was a very quiet, it was a very peace-filled time. So, Father God, I'm asking you, we're not asking you for hype, we're not asking you for jumping and all of this, we're just asking for your presence on this morning. Let your sweet, sweet presence fill this place, Father God, and let it bring a peace that passes all understanding that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. There may be chaos all around us in the world. There may be chaos even in our thoughts. But, Father God, we can rest assured on you, on your word, on, your, on the truth that has never changed since before the beginning of time, that we can put our hands in yours and you will lead us. You will guide us. You will pull us up out of the miry muck and the clay, and you will wash us clean. And I thank you, Father God, that on today we will see a demonstration of you washing us, Father God, as we make that, that, that uh, representation of going under the water and coming up again. We are washed clean. The old man has passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And I thank you right now, Father God, that we can make that declaration in front of you, in front of our family, in front of our sisters and our brothers. We can do this, and we celebrate, Father God. We celebrate you on this day. Father God, I just want to encourage your people, and this is from Habakkuk 3, 17. Though the fig tree does not blossom, and there is no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive fails, and the fields produce no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there are no cattle in the stalls, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exultation in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hind's feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence in my high places of challenge and responsibility. So regardless of what you face, regardless of what you see, regardless of what the news tells you, regardless of even what a doctor tells you, you rest assured confidently on the word of God. You stand sure-footed like a hind who is climbing up that mountain and you continue to climb up the mountain unto our God. You continue to push forward and press in to seek his face. You continue to move and you continue to do as he has called you to do. And then when he tells you to wait, when he says to just sit still, my son, sit still, my daughter, then that is what we do and we actively wait. We stand guard on our post. We stand on the wall that he has placed us on and we wait for him to tell us the word so that we may now take that word out into this world. And I thank you right now, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for every person who is in this room. I thank you for every person who is watching and will watch online. And I thank you, Lord, that you are the same God in this building as you are in their homes and in their cars, on their jobs, wherever they're listening. You are the same God today as you will be tomorrow and next year when this message is broadcast. And I thank you, Father God, that your very same power exists. And, Lord, we just thank you, Father God, on this day. Come on in and have your humble abode in our hearts and in this place. We welcome you in, Father God. We thank you, Lord. And we will begin, we celebrate on today those who are making that outward representation of giving themselves over to you. Father God, as, the, as your Holy Spirit came in to rest upon Jesus when he came up out of the water, let your Holy Spirit, Father God, we're asking, we're asking for more of you on today. 
we are surrendering ourselves to you. We are submitting ourselves to you today and saying, Lord, have all of us. We don't want to just give you 99.99%. We want to give you every part of us so that you can make us new, so that you can wash us clean, so that you can get the glory out of our lives. And Father God, we praise you. Hallelujah, Lord. Raise a hallelujah to our God. He is worthy of all praise. He is worthy of all honor and glory. Raise a hallelujah. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear your voice. His voice, your voice is a sweet-smelling sacrifice to him. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Have your way in this place on today. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Come on in, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We ask these things. We expect these things, and we move in these things in your son, Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
between death and life Oh, and there on a tree The Lamb of God was crucified And he went on down to hell And he took back every key He rose up like a lion And he set no captives free There ain't no
Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? It's a good morning, y'all. It's a good morning. It's Baptism Sunday. Come on, who's excited about baptism in the house? You should be excited because this is what we were called to do. This is what we were called to do, was baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this morning, oh man, the Holy Ghost moving. It's so good. It's so good. It's going to be a powerful morning. Come on, God, touch us. So, so I want to welcome the first person in uh, that's going to get baptized this morning, Miss Deborah Trump. Come on, Miss Deborah. turn this way yeah just like that just like that look at your husband's right there he's videoing oh that's right smile come on <laughs> Woo, come on i've known miss deborah for a little while now and god is doing amazing things in you you know that it's stirring up in you every single time because you know why because you're sinking in you're saying i want all of what he has for me and you're doing that seeking him like nobody else seeks him and that's how you get what nobody else gets okay you you seek him and that's what you're doing Miss Deborah I'm so proud of you I really am and I thank you for for choosing to do this today come on you want to you want to tell some people about kind of who you are you want to say anything I won't <laughs> no just that I love you all and my dream and my wishes for everyone on the face of this earth to come to Christ, to make a new start, to just come in, to just commit, to rebaptize, to recommit your lives to Christ. You never know when our time is up. It's crucial. We can't wait. The time is now, everyone. It is time to give our lives over to the Lord and give him everything. I mean everything. Drain yourself of everything, your past, your present, and your future. Trust him. Don't give up. Keep moving. Keep trying. And never, ever be defeated. Because in Christ, you have everything. He is your everything. And he loves you. Come on, come on. Oh, so good. Ooh, so in baptism, what this represents, this is you are, it's like Jesus being on the cross and being crucified. So as you go into the water, think about it. You're going underwater. You can't breathe. It's like death. And when you come up, you are brand new. Just like he risen, rose from the dead, you're going to come up out of this water and be completely brand new, washed of everything and ready to go. Are you ready for that? <laughs> come on. So have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? With all my heart. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
brother, come on in. Everybody give it up for Chris Plater. Come on. Come on, brother. Come on. Come on, Jesus. Give me strength this morning, Father. <laughs> come on. I love my brother. Come on, man. Woo. It is good. It is good to call you brother. Come on. So excited what God's doing in your life, man. What he's been doing over the last couple years. I'm so thankful for you. And I'm thankful for how you're just, man, you're seeking. You're, you're just going at him, man. And, and I love that fact that you don't care what anybody says, what, what it looks like. It doesn't matter. You just want him. And, man, when you focus your eyes on him, it is so good. And God's getting ready to just do something amazing, man. It's ready to burst. It's, it's ready to go. And I know you can feel it. I know you got to feel a little bit of what happened last night. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. That was, that was Holy Ghost everywhere, brother. And, and when you're walking in his love and, and just following him, that's what it is, man. And he's just going to use you in a mighty way. And he's going to work through you. So come on, you want to say something? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know Isaiah isn't here this morning, but the reason I'm in this this morning is because of his obedience to the Father's will in his life. Um, Isaiah, 14-year-old kid got up here and preached a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Like if he can do that, then I can get in this, and I can do this. So Isaiah, if you're watching, you you're the reason for this. Come on, that's so good. You know, we told him, we told Isaiah. Um, if you don't know, before he went up there, I got to pray with him the night before because I wasn't here, and I got to tell him, man, God's going to do something amazing through you if you just let him. And it's going to change people's lives if you just let him. And man, that young man just embraced that, and now you get to be in here and you get to walk through stuff because that young man decided to just trust in God. And that's all it takes. And in this church, if you're not used to that in a church, but in this church, if God asks you to move and he's all over you, you're going to move and you're going to have an opportunity to do what God called you to do because that's what we're here to do. Okay, so come on, man. So that don't even have to ask you, but come on. If you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Absolutely. Come on, brother. By your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Chains will fall, prisons shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Love made hope, hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name. Come on, Daniel, get in here, brother. So, by the way, if you just got splashed on the front row, that's called you got sprinkled with the water. It doesn't count. You need to get dunked. <laughs> doesn't work that way. Uh, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Holy. Uh, mm. Mm. Come on, this is my brother. God brought us together. Ain't nothing but God. Come on, Lord. And man, I'm so thankful for you in my life. I'm thankful for what God's doing through you and how he's using you, man. And I'm so thankful that I get to be part of it. That's it. That's it, man. I'm just so thankful for that. Man, if you haven't known Daniel yet, get to know him. Get to know him. Get to know his heart. He's got a heart of Jesus, man. He just loves. And I, and I love that about him. So I don't need to say much. I'm going to let him talk. It's been a blessing uh, to be here, to be moved by God to come here. What happened with 
me and him didn't happen by by chance or by circumstances that happened by the Spirit of the Lord. And we've already created a bond that it seems like I've known you forever. And when when God says, you know what? I should get baptized again. I've been baptized a lot. It's not a one-time thing for me. It's a perpetuation of what I believe, and that's just Jesus is my King. And I show everybody, and I am unashamed of being in this water over and over and over again. I am unashamed of who he is, and I'll never be ashamed of who he is. And if I have to be baptized tomorrow, I'll be baptized tomorrow. I'm not afraid of the water. I'm not afraid of the baptism. I'm not afraid of the calling. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is why we do it. Because Jesus has commanded us to do it. He says, go and baptize them. Be baptized. From the foundation of the law, they created the mikvah. The mikvah was the Jewish baptism. And they were baptized every day on their own. Before they went into the temple, they immersed themselves and made themselves ceremonial clean. This is what this represents. This is why Jesus says, you know what? As they did in the old, we're going to do it anew here. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to step out and say, you know what? I need the water again. I need it again in my life. I need that fire. Jesus says, hey, go and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost come into your life. Recommit it. Resubmit it. Don't be afraid of the water. Jesus' name. Let it burn in your life. Let it be the driving force of who you are. You're the sons and daughter of the King. Know who you are. Know who you are. Feel the calling on your life. Do not be afraid of it. Do not be afraid of it. Because I stand here unashamed. Unashamed. I'm about to baptize my oldest daughter. (laughs) See, I've held her. I've held her back from being baptized. Why? Because I wanted to know what this means. I wanted to experience when she got in the water. It wasn't just cleansing something off, but it was recognizing that Christ is her king. I asked her this morning, I said, what does baptism mean? Why why do we do it? Because Jesus has commanded us. Jesus told us to do it. She sees obedience in her heart. Jesus is our king. Allow him to be the king. Come on, Holy Ghost. Freedom in this place. Freedom, God, in this place. I'm telling you, this church is going places it's never been. It's going places it's never been. I am ready for Jesus to walk in, not as just a spiritual God, but as a physical man to take his place on the throne as as he deserves. He is alive. He is real. He's 
just some make-believe fable. He is the King of Heaven, the Almighty Creator of the universe, and He sits upon a throne. Put Him where He belongs, people. God, I can't wait to do life with y'all. I can't, I can't wait to just be be able to set, be set free in this place and run and joy and dance with y'all and grow with y'all and be with y'all and seek the King with y'all, cry with y'all. I can't wait to be there. This is a family, man, treated as such. Trust me, I am here for you. I am here for you. If you need me, I'm there. If you don't have my number, get it. I'm ready to do life with y'all. I submit to this church. I submit to the authority of DJ. I submit to the authority of the elders. I do it the right way because God blesses it that way. I submit to this church. I am here to serve. I'm here to serve. It's because God put a love in my heart to see the kingdom grow. And that's all I want. I don't care if I scrub toilets. I don't care how many times I run the vacuum. I'm here to serve. So bless y'all this morning. Bless y'all. Let the fire of the gospel stir your hearts. In the name of Jesus, we love you, God. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Let's give it up for Daniel. Come on. Oh, it's burning. Oh, it's so good. Man, sick. <laughs> there you go. Hang on to that, James. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Come on, brother. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Come on, brother. to Israel, uh, me and my wife got baptized in Jordan, and I was able to baptize my wife again. And God spoke to me this morning. He says, you're getting baptized every time your child gets baptized. Everybody in your family, when they're baptized, you're baptized. Because I want to be the example to my family, the spiritual priest of my family, that whatever I do, God, let them do. Let us walk in love. See, this girl had an encounter with God last night, as strong as I've ever seen. And sure, it was a last-second decision, but I knew it was right. See, I thought she was asleep in the back of the car, but me and Brother DJ was talking. And she texted me, she said, I want to be baptized. And I said, you know, I didn't know... <laughs> Can't you use words? But as a 15-year-old, that's how she communicates, and I'm okay with it. So God had to check me. I said, if that's how she wants to tell me, that's how it is, and I'm okay with it. Because I felt God, and that made it okay. So, Danielle, 
Let me tell you, girl, I am so proud of you. I can't wait to see the woman of God that you are being molded into. That you're walking into a phase of God that you've never walked into before. And I am so ready to see what God is going to birth into you. I am so ready. Ready to see the move of God in your life. Are you ready? Yeah. I know you are. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Anything you want to say? No. Do you love Jesus? Yes, sir. Are you born again? Yes, sir. <laughs> are you ready to be baptized? Yes, sir. <laughs> baptisms and if you think the Holy Ghost is moving in your life and it's time then I don't want you to wait another second we have shorts we have t-shirts we have everything you need right here so all you have to do is let us know you can go change and you can get baptized today don't walk out here without baptism and I was uh, preparing this morning I won't say I was preparing I had prepared and um, you know God just completely wrecked said man oh you have been you have been serving me and serving me and serving me and I, you know I got saved and I got baptized 12 years ago and when I gave my heart to Christ I got baptized because they said that's what you do and I said I'm I love Jesus so so I want to get baptized but I remember chasing after him saying God just use me God just use me whatever it is God just just I'll do whatever you want to do, but I remember crying out to him all the time. I'm constantly apologizing and crying out to my father saying, man, I'm sorry, man, why me? Why, with everything I've gone through, why me, why me, why me, why me? And I found that being a constant thing through my life. And what I realized is that, man, I'm, oh man, when God touches you, and he loves you and not just loves you but when you receive his love it's completely different when you understand that he is abba father he is your father he can love you like nobody else can love you and that can be told to you but until you receive that i didn't receive that till probably like three years ago where i totally accepted the fact that that he is my father we got to go down this past weekend on a youth we took our, our students down to Crestview and we got to see the love of God all over the place and we got to see kids just getting wrecked and their lives changed and man it's so powerful when you sit there you just you realize the love of God and I realized that the last time I got baptized I didn't know what that was 
And I said, you know what? This morning, God just wrecked me. I called Kevin. I said, dude, you're baptizing me this morning. And I told, <laughs> I told Daniel, brother, you're my brother in Christ. And you're going to baptize me too. We're both going, all of us going to do this together. Because I want this to be a big, I want this to be a memorial. I want, I don't ever want to go anywhere even close to where I was. I don't want to go anywhere back to not knowing his love. It was so good 12 years ago, but it was so much better three years ago. And right now it is so much better each and every day when you feel his love. It's so much better. And I never want there to be anything in my life that reminds me of what it used to be. I want it to always be what the greatest is. So I want today to mark it. You know, we just came off a spiritual high. I don't know if you guys, my eye haven't come off me yet. It's so good. Uh, 21 days of prayer and fast will wreck you uh, if you let it. If you say, I just want all of you, God, and that's what it does. And man, I don't ever want this to go away. I never want the fire to go out. And so I just want to say this morning, I love y'all. And as family, we're doing this together. And I want, I want this to be this day. I want to be baptized in the church that, that God has put here for our family. So, um, so come on. Somebody baptize me. Let's do this. We know, uh, we know DJ's accepted the Lord. And we know he loves the Lord. God, I just thank you for his life. God, I thank you for fresh anointing this morning, God. God, I thank you for this baptism, but I thank you for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost that's about to happen. God, I th hold on, God, I'm a seal. God, I thank you for the fire that's falling from heaven. I thank you for the fire that's falling from heaven. God, I thank you for this man's life. I thank you that you are going to walk by him, that you've called him your friend, God, and your son, Father. God, we thank you.
look, I'm going to hang out in here while we keep worshiping. If you feel like the Holy Ghost wants you to come in here and get baptized, then I am in here. So I'll be waiting on you. Come on.
Come on, Zebediah, what do you want to say? The only reason that I'm here today is because the Lord's love. The Lord's love for all of us. I pray for you all more than you even realize. I do. And uh, stay in constant prayer. Never cease. And uh, keep going through the power of Christ. will prevail over anything in this world. Praise God. Come on, brother. You're an overcomer, brother. Come on. That's what it is. You're an overcomer. Come on. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Come on. Yes, you have. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.
And we sing blessing and honor, glory and power be unto the Lamb who sits on the throne. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto the Lamb who sits on the throne. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto the Lamb who sits on the throne. Blessing and honor. Glory and power be unto the Lamb who sits on the throne. Blessing and honor. Glory and power be unto the Lamb who sits on the throne. Blessing and honor. Glory and power be unto the Lamb who sits on the
prayer. Let that be the one thing that you long for. Just to see his face.
it. Those who are watching online, you will experience the love of God, and we invite you back in so that you may experience it here. We thank you, Father God. Now, thank you, Jesus. So we're going to pause for just a moment. Just greet those who are here, those of you who are online. Just embrace those who are with you right now. If it's just you, embrace your Heavenly Father and just spend some quiet time with Him before we get the Word. You'll have a beautiful rest of the day.
Come on, come on. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Woo, come on. No, nah, that wasn't good enough. You guys love Jesus this morning? Come on, let's get loud in the house. Oh, man, God is so good, so good, so good. Man, come on, shout out to our online campus. We know we have a lot of family members watching online. We love you guys. We thank you. Baby, you're at home watching. I love you so much, and I miss you, and I uh, wish you could have been here. Uh, but, guys, we love you, and we know you can't be here. We know we're, pre- we're taking precautions and all kinds of stuff, and that's awesome. So I thank you for doing that. I thank you for setting the example, and, and we look forward to having everybody back in the house uh, as soon as possible because that's what it is. We want everybody back in the house so we can love on people. Uh, come on and let them experience God's love. So, so good morning. If you are new here, I am DJ, and along with my wife, Jules, we get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and what an honor. We love you guys so much. Come on. We love our church. Come on. Man. God is so good. God is so good. So, mm. so if you're new here, do me a favor. Just uh, fill out a Connect card. If you need one, just let us know. Uh, we'd love to get you a Connect card, get you connected with us, uh, just so we can reach out to you, tell you about the church, tell you about us, and, uh, man, just really get to know you. That's what it is. You can't do life with people if you don't know them. So, come on, let's, let's be family, and we can't do that if we don't know how to get hold of you. <laughs> you know, I chase my wife around all the time, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to chase you around. It's fun chasing her around. <laughs> but, so, but come on, uh, lots of things going on at Destiny. So uh, if you need to get, if you want to get involved, I'm excited about everything that's going on. Monday night prayer, come on out here, 6 p.m. every single Monday night. We love to pray with you. We come together as a family and pray. So that's what we do. Uh, Tuesday at the table, come on, we're excited about Tuesday at the table, guys. Daniel's been teaching a phenomenal word on Tuesday. So Get out here on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Uh, would love to have you here. That's our midweek service. Uh, student ministry, children's ministry, all that happens on Wednesday night. Come on, Pastor Kevin and them teens. Man, I'm telling you, they're doing wonderful things. And if you would have seen your teens down there this weekend, come on. I'm tell, when I tell you you have to have childlike faith, and I look at our kids and I look at our teens, they are leading, they are, they are blazing the path, they are doing things that, that we should be doing as adults, and I love it, and that's how it's going to be. And if they've got to set the example, then so be it. It is good stuff, man. I'm excited about them. Our young adults, uh, 6 p.m. on Friday, so get out here. Uh, we've got Nicole and Brandon lead our young adults. That's 18 through 28. Love to get you connected with them and do life with us. So uh, today is the last day to sign up for our XO conference, okay? Next Friday and Saturday is going to be awesome. We have a marriage conference here. And look, it's a marriage conference, but if you're single and you say, I'm single and looking, well, here's a one way to start. Get out here. <laughs> get out here and see, see what you're looking for because uh, you got to have a good vision on what, what you want. So get out here, sign up, come on out. Uh, this is look it's $60 per couple you want to come in as an individual $30 but please sign up let us know today is the deadline we got to order food it's a it's a blast we have child cares available so so you don't have to worry about the kids we're going to take care of them uh, it's going to be good so please don't miss out on this what we do is we live stream in with um, the XO conference with uh, Jimmy and Karen Evans and they have tons of guest speakers and we turn this place into a banquet hall so there's going to be tables and it's going to be romantic so guys I'm telling you if you didn't sign up you failed I gave you every chance to succeed this Valentine's Day and if you didn't do it that's your fault I tried I gave you everything I'm not buying you a card or anything you gotta do that yourself but 
But at least show up. Come on, sign up and be here. Love to have you. I'm also excited because our small group training is next Sunday. So if you want to have a small group, come on. We need small groups in our church. That's how we're going to do life. There's a lot of people that won't come into this environment right now. And I understand it. But guess what? They will show up at your home with two to three to four people. And, and that's what family's all about. So if, you, if God laid it on your heart to have a small group, uh, let us know because the training is next Sunday. And I'm excited about this. I want to thank um, Tony and Anthony Ingram. If you don't know, they've been leading our small groups for like two years. They did a phenomenal job. Come on, let's give them a hand. They are great and uh, they're doing a great job. But here's the thing. It, it was, it's always a seasonal change. So, you know, I try not to leave people in that position for too long because, man, that'll wear on you when you're dealing with people. Okay, so, so we honor them. We thank them. And I'm proud to announce that uh, Rich and Ann, uh, Minnick, they're going to be our, our new small group leaders, so I'm excited over that. If you know Rich and Ann, they run our married small group, so they're going to be leading the whole thing, so I'm excited about that. Come out and meet them next Sunday uh, for training right here, right after service. So if you want to run a small group, show up here after service. If you have questions about it, maybe you just go, I think I do, but I don't know. Show up anyway. We want to talk to you about it. We want to spend time with you, and I think it's going to be powerful. So that's what I got for you. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, next Sunday, I, I can't, I almost forgot this. This is probably one of the coolest things. I, I talk about it so much now is that that you know we are we are in the middle of closing so on this property come on <laughs> god is so good you guys are so faithful and i thank you for that so next sunday is our heart for the house okay it's for that last bit of the down payment chunk so we can walk out walk out of here in less than hopefully 30 days now and and, and own this building come on y'all to have a footprint that will never go anywhere this is going to be a this is our home okay god, god has made this happen so so come together next sunday is our offering for that it's above and beyond this is god speaking to you saying look this is this is me telling you what uh you know god god's just gonna say this is what you need to give and and it's it's sacrificial i'm telling you because when god speaks to you sometimes you don't like it <laughs> you're like what really lord <laughs> but he says trust me because because god will put you in the right position to give it doesn't matter what that is uh but god wants you to give to this house so we can we can get that done and we're going to receive that offering next week so i'm excited about that um all right let me pray because I'm, I'm so excited right now. I, I have notes and I don't know where I'm going with it. I'm just letting you know. It's, it's, been, it's been a blast and, and this whole morning God has just shifted everything in my life. So, And the fact that my wife's not here, I don't know where it's going because she usually stops me. She's really good at going, ah, and I, and, I'm, and I stop, but she's not here. So she can't, she can't even text me. I left my phone in my office. So... <laughs> So come on, let's just, let's just pray. We'll get into the word. Father, we thank you, God. We love you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. We just love you, God. We thank you that you love us the way you love us, Lord. And Father, we submit to you this morning. Have your way, Father. Speak to me. Father God, let, let it be your word, not mine, God. Let it land on the ears that need to hear it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Everybody say it. Come on. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Come on. It's good. So uh, we're in a series called One. Um. I think we fixed the graphic this week. I can't read it because I want my glasses on, but it looks good. Uh, I thank you all. I thank our graphic team and our production team for putting stuff together. And I love the fact we have a church that we're family, so they can tell us when we misspell something. <laughs> They're just like, hey, by the way, something's misspelled for like the last three weeks. <laughs> we're like, see, I would never know that because I don't look at it. I can't see it. So, but, but we love, we love everybody here. So we're in this one series. It's all about unity in the body of Christ. And this is so good because it, it's about unity in the body, but it's also unity with you in Christ. 
Okay, this is, this is between you and Christ. This is you and your father. This is you saying, God, uh, Abba, I love you. And it's you having unity with him. And then it's you having unity with other people in the house, other people in the family. Uh, and, and then it's unity with us in church, unity in, in churches with other churches. That's what this is all about. And I love it because throughout this series, I don't love the fact that Sarah and Brandon are here because they had a baby. I love the fact that they had a baby. But since they were out, we've had numerous churches in here leading worship. And I'm like, how good is that, that, that that it's just constantly, we're like, we're in a unity series and we have other churches leading worship. Like, you don't plan that. <laughs> so I love it. I love how God works and he's so good. And, uh, and I thank everybody that's been part of that. But, but it means that, that, that we started several weeks ago with the number one priority, which was um, him. And everything starts with him. So, so for you, it starts with your personal relationship with him. And we hit that several weeks ago. And I told you, I didn't know how long we we're going to be in this. I still don't know how long we're going to be in it. But, the, you know, we went through all kinds of stuff. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Um, last week, we got into finances. Anybody get anything out of the finance? Come on. That, to me, if you missed that, get out there and watch that. It's online. You need to see that. It's, it, it's good. It's going to give you some solid foundational teaching on finances, not just in the church, but in your life because you need peace. You need peace in your life. And peace comes from God, but God gives us all the tools we need to make sure we can do things the right way. And sometimes we just don't know. Um, so now you don't have an excuse. You know. So, so we talked about finances last week. So go back and watch it. Um, whew, and now, and before then was all kinds of stuff. So you have to go back and watch them all if you want. It's, you know, go back and click it on it and just the whole day. There's nothing on important today anyway. So, so go home. <laughs> <laughs> and just catch up on all the sermons you missed so <laughs> so whenever I get into a series what I love is God just kind of hits me with a verse and, and I'll start reading it and, and meditating on it and then it just opens up and next thing I know I'm up here for months talking about something so that verse is my go-to verse it's Ephesians 4 1 through 3 and it says as a prisoner for the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received just let that one soak in for a second live a life worthy of the calling you have received be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love and make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of the peace bond of peace come on so so this is so important because what we do with our body what we do with our lives matters to god it really does and, and how we represent him in our relationships matters with god and that's where we've kind of fallen on this for a little bit you know and and he wants us to do better with that he wants us to do better with our relationships and we've been kicking on this for a while we talked about all kinds of stuff and if you remember when we started this I said three of the biggest issues in relationships especially marriage the three biggest issues were were sex money communication and conflict and we spent a lot of time talking about communication we spent a lot of time talking about conflict we spent a lot of time talking about money and finances Okay, so all that stuff we spent a lot of time with. So we've discussed all that, and you need to catch up on it. Go back and watch it. So today we're going to talk about sex. So I'll give you that. Um, if you have, look, here, here's my thing. If you have small kids, which I don't see any around, we have children's ministries. Okay, if you have, you know, young adults, teenagers and stuff, they probably need to hear this. And if you don't think they do, then you better spend some time with them and talk because they're getting it somewhere. They're going to get it at school. They're going to get it um, on their phones. They're going to get it on TV. They're going to get it somewhere. And you should really want them to get it from the church because the church is going to tell them what's right and what's wrong. So um, now I will give you this, that, that we're not going into anything too explicit. I'm just saying that that's what we're going to talk about. Um, and, I, and I know Sarah and Brandon, I wish you could be here because I know they, 
they had probably kicked me off the stage already. And they've been like, well, let us just talk about this. But, uh, um, but I know this, is, this has been near and dear to my heart. So um, please, it, here's what you don't understand. I did some statistics. and if, it, This is why it's so important. And, and there, there might not be a lot of kids in here today or teens in here today. And I know there's people watching online that you have teens and you have kids. And it is so important you understand that they're being exposed. You know, you, if you look at all the statistics, that the average kid right now is exposed to pornography at 11 years old. Let that sink in for a second. At 11 years old, they're getting exposed to it. The average age of a, a teenager to actually have sex is 16. And you want to know what's going on with our society. You want to know where things are falling apart. And it starts there. It's because everything is so accessible. You know, we live in a world where they want everything at your fingertips and they literally have everything at your fingertips. If you, if you don't think they do, it's because we think we're smart enough. We're not. Like, like they, they have apps and they have all kinds of ways to hide everything from you. Like, like, I'm not smart enough to open my phone sometimes, let alone look at my child's and figure it out. I'm telling you, I get lost. It's, a, it's, a, it's the same thing every time, and I can't open my own phone. But I'm telling you, kids are smart, and, and they're going to do what they can do uh, to hide what they need to hide. So please make sure that you're speaking to them. You have grandkids. You know, obviously talk to your children, but, then, you know, let them know how important it is that, that, that your grandchildren understand all this stuff. Because what happens is they turn around and they learn about this from their friends. They learn from, about sex from school. They learn about that from everywhere they go. And they learn the wrong way. And that's what's being fed into them because we're not talking about it. You know, the church isn't talking about it. Families aren't talking about it. You know, and we grew up where that, yeah, man, we didn't have the accessibility that, that kids have nowadays. You know, not that it wasn't a problem growing up, but it wasn't like it is now. Okay, so we need to make sure we do everything we can. So, so what's the Bible say about sex? So, so that's kind of important. So the Bible not only prohibits sex outside of marriage, it commands sex in marriage. Commands it in marriage. So yeah, we're going to go on both sides. And I don't know how far I'm going to get today because I really thought uh, what I was going to do is cover this whole thing and it's a lot. And, and so we might just get through what it's like to be single and dating. And that might be where, where we end today, which means next week you can come on back on Valentine's Day and we're going to talk about sex in marriage because I think that's so important. Um, but here's what the Bible says in Mark, uh, Mark 7, 14 through 15, 20 through 23. It says, then Jesus called the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand it's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes out of your heart. And if you skip down to 20, it says, and then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within and they are what defile you so when you look at it and you say well well, what's the bible say about you know sex when you're not married well there you go (laughs) that's what it says it defiles you it spoils you you desecrate your body it's it's a poison that's what defile means okay so we need to understand that so so what do you do then i mean we're like well if that's what it is well what do you do because everything you watch on tv 
every movie. Look, you can't, you can't watch a PG-13 movie anymore without sexual stuff in it. That's why you say, well, we'll, we'll just get PG. Okay, be careful. Because <laughs> PG is now gone. That means parental guidance. PG doesn't mean throw it in and let your kids watch it. It requires parental guidance, which means you should understand what they're watching and you should be able to explain it to them. We got to be very aware of that. We get to the, we get in society right now where we're just like, well, hey, you know, if they're 17, they can go watch an R movie. <laughs> I remember my kids going, I'm 17. I want to go to the movies. No, you ain't. If it ain't PG, you ain't going. I'm 17. Yep. And I own you. <laughs> I own every shoe on your foot, you know. So, yeah, you don't get to make that decision. I did for you. So, Here's what it says in Genesis. So what do you do? Genesis 2, 24 through 25, it says, for this reason, this is why it's talking about sexual immorality. It's talking about this. It says, for, what do we do? For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's why. He, he says, because of all this stuff, because it's evil, your thoughts, the fact that you have zero self-control, he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give every man a wife and every wife a man. And then you get to come together and be one flesh. And then both will be naked and not ashamed. Okay, so, so it says you have to come together. So, so what do I mean by that? Let's see. It says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. Okay, so if you are, are living in your parents' basement, in your PJs, playing video games, you are not ready for a relationship or sex. Because it says you must leave your father and mother. So there you go. That's where if you just got to raise that. And if you're dating somebody, well, that's just wrong anyway. Let's talk about dating. Here we go. No, just throw this whole thing away. Dating is for what? To find the husband. And if you don't think that person's going to be your husband or your wife, you don't go on a date. Dating is not for fun. Dating is not just to explore or get a free meal or go to a movie. Because it leads to other things. It leads to temptation, which leads to lack of self-control. And next thing you know, you're in a big issue. So dating is not fun. Like, I try to beat that into my kids. Not beat them. I didn't beat my kids. Sorry, baby. See, that's one thing she would have corrected me on. I put it in their head that, that we just don't date. Like, dating just doesn't happen. Like, we just don't date just to date. Okay, so if you think this person's going to be somebody that you really want to spend some time with, then I get to let you spend some time with them after they come talk to me, and I lay all the rules down and explain how much she means to me. <laughs> That's how we do that. But it's so good. So, yeah, it, you need to really understand that he's talking about when you're ready for this, it's a man and a woman. It's not a child. It's not a teenager. He says you need to leave your father and mother and find you a wife. That's when you're ready for sexual relations. Okay, so get that in your head. So all the teens in here, if you want to know what it is, there you go. When you're ready to walk out of your house uh, and find you a wife or a husband, that's when you're ready. That, 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 that's it. You can be ready, but you're not allowed to do it. For, we'll get into that. So that's the prerequisite right there. And it says any sexual act outside of marriage is sexual immorality. Anything out of that. Anything. 
And it says in 1 Corinthians 7, 2, it says, But because of sexual immoralities, each man is to have his own wife and each woman to have her own husband because of your lack of self-control. So there it is again. You see it, self-control. So let's, we're going to start talking about this when we talk about sex outside of the marriage. So that's where we're picking up today. It's, it's what sex look like outside of marriage. It doesn't. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> that was quick. Did everybody get something today? <laughs> I know I'm short on time already, so, um, but no, don't do it. So if you're single, divorced, looking to get married, we need to get this right, okay? This is why it's so important we talk about this. This is, this is how God designed it. We need to get it right. And you're like, yeah, but you don't understand. I'm lonely. It's for your protection we do it right. It's for your protection. He's a loving father. He's a loving father. Okay, I love my kids. If someone tries to hurt my kids, I want to hurt them. Okay? And forgive me, Lord, but I don't maybe respond like that all the time. But I want to. But I think about his love for me as a father. He, he puts things in place so that you won't be hurt. He says, trust me on this one. Trust me. So you see it here. So, But I'm lonely. Okay. You know why you're lonely? Because you don't have the love of a father. And you're like, but I didn't have a father growing up. But you have a father now. And if you seek him like that, he's going to fill you up with so much love, you don't have to look anywhere. Nobody can touch his love. You won't need anything. That's how much he loves you. You need to understand that. He loves you. He, he, he loves you that much. That much. I think of this because I go, he wants you so saturated with, with his love that wherever you go, it just drips off you. Everywhere you go, it just touches people and drips on them. And then they just feel his love. That's what he wants. That's what he wants from you. And when you seek him like that, that's the oneness. See, I'm talking about oneness. We talked about this before. You have to have oneness before you have anything. So it's the oneness with him. You seek him. Don't worry about your spouse. Don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry about your future spouse. You seek God with all of your heart. Allow him to love you like nobody can love you and you won't need anything else. That's how much love he has for you. And that's where we start with his love. And some people say, yeah, but we're just messing around. Well, when you're just messing around, you're just messing up. That's what it leads to. You're just messing up. So you say, well, how far is too far when you're dating? How far is too far? The Bible says you, you should love people like brothers and sisters. So how far is it? How far is too far with your brother or sister? That's too far. Yep. So if you're willing to go that far with your brother and sister, I guess then, then you're good. But, but that's how far you're allowed to go. Love everybody like a brother and sister. Be filled with him. So there you go. Can we hold hands? I don't know. Would you hold your brother or sister's hand? Can we kiss? I don't know. Would you kiss your brother and sister? Answer is no. <laughs> We're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's how it should be. So that's an easy way to put it to the kids. I'm telling you, they understand that. Most of the time, they, they're fighting with their siblings. And this is why it's so important you understand because there's so much at stake. There is so much at stake when you get into sexual relations before marriage. So much hurt, so much stuff that is, is out there that you have got to stay away from. You understand, when, when you have sex, it's binding forever. It's a covenant. It's a covenant. 
It's meant to be forever. That's why you wait till it's the forever person. <laughs> so that you say, you know what? You know, you know the good part, the best reason for that, if I can put it this way, the best reason, wouldn't it be nice to know that when you go to your, oh, here we go. Come on, God. When you go to your wedding, when, after your wedding, you go to your bedroom and your wife or your husband you're looking at, they don't know what they're doing. They have no clue. And people go, Is that, can that happen? Yes, it can happen. It can happen. <sighs> okay. I'll get back to that. I'm jumping ahead. Here's why it's so big that it's a covenant. You know, there's two things God can't break. Well, God can't break covenant and God can't lie. So when you covet each other and you come together as one, which is supposed to happen on your wedding night, nobody can break that apart. Nobody can break that apart. So it's kind of like this. I want, I, we'll get back to that. It's binding. I'm, I'm, I'll get back to that in a second. So this is how it's going to work. So I'm going to give you a recipe for how this is supposed to work. So if you're single and dating and whatever that looks like for you, this is how it's supposed to work. It's a recipe. Think about making a cake. Miss Karen, you'll understand this. <laughs> so will my wife. If I'm making a cake, right, I don't take flour and sugar, throw icing in there, mix it all up, bake it, throw eggs on top of it, that's, but that's what you put in a cake, isn't it? Don't we put eggs and flour and sugar and, but I put it all, I, I did it, but what you didn't do is you didn't follow the directions. So you had all the ingredients, you just used them wrong. And I guarantee you that cake's not going to taste good. Unless you like over easy eggs <laughs> on top of something that I don't even know what it would look like. I, yeah, so, so think about that. So it's not that we have the wrong ingredients. We just put them all together wrong. We don't follow the directions. We don't follow the recipe. So we have the ingredients. So we're going to talk about the ingredients. That's why I have my cool thing up here. Every year I get to pull this out. And I just love this because this makes it so easy. This makes it so easy. So, so here, here's what it looks like. So if you're single and dating, this is my pyramid of relationships. Let's just drop that down right there. That's the winky emoji. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> We're going to hide that one behind there. Okay. So here's what it starts with, a foundation. That's why it's so big. It's the foundation. It's called spiritual. It's the oneness. This is what I'm talking about. You have to, you have to get into the word. You, one, have to surrender to God. Okay, and it, this is, like I said before, this is a surrender to God where you just say, Lord, not only forgive me, but Lord, teach me how to love like you. Lord, show me your love. And then God, let me love like you. I only want you. This is where you get so saturated with his love. <laughs> nothing can touch you. It's a foundation. Like you start with the foundation. That's what it's for. So this is what we build on. Most foundations are made out of concrete. Why? Because they stand up to a test of time and when you have a spiritual foundation in a relationship in a marriage it will hold the weight of everything else and that's so important because guess what we're human and there's storms 
But when a house blows over, the one thing that's usually left is the foundation. So if you base your foundation on a spiritual foundation with him. So how do you do that? You get in the word. And I don't mean just just read it, like dig into it. Spend time in the word. Let the word just permeate in your mind, in your heart. Because God speaks through his word. So if he's speaking to you through his word and you're in it all the time, then he's filling you up. He's guiding you. He's going to direct you through his word. Come to church. (laughs) I just throw that one in there. (laughs) One, because I want to see everybody. But two, when you come to church, guess what? you, You are in a spot where if you don't know how to find God by yourself, he's there. He's there. And you get to be in his presence. Do you know that your salvation and your love for God can flow off you and touch people will feel his love even though they don't know him that's why it's so important you come to church because you're like yeah but i've already heard this whole series pastors talking about it ain't about you it's about the people he's going to throw in front of you when you walk in the door it's about the people that are going to come up and go man i like what you have in your marriage how'd you get it that's what it's about so sometimes you got to take you right out of it and just say, you know, I'm going to be there. i got to be at church. I need to start with a spiritual foundation. What happens after that? I mean, get your prayer life going. You should have a solid prayer life where you're just talking to, to, to your daddy all the time, to Abba Father all the time. You just spend time with him, and you're just talking with him. And when you're talking with him, he's talking back. Hmm. You know, then we have other things. We have, we have things like, you know, we have our personal stuff in the church. You can go through next steps, stuff like that, that, that right now has been on hold, that will open all those things back up where you start learning about yourself, your spiritual gifts, your calling, things like that. Those are important because it's all spiritual. See, here's the thing. You want to know everything about yourself. You want to know everything about what God wants to do in your life. And you're not going to do that if you're focused on everything else. Focus on him. Start with him. In other words, become the one that the one you're looking for, looking for. Does that make sense? So, so don't come in looking for somebody. You need to become the person that you're looking for is looking for. Because a lot of times we say, man, I'm looking for the most spiritual woman and man i need somebody who just loves jesus and they worship and everything and you come in and you don't even you you don't even know what the presence of god feels like but you just show up going they must be in church that's where everybody goes problem is that person that person might come talk to you but they're more concerned about your soul than they are about you and you might take it the wrong way (laughs) you might be like Oh, they don't like me? No, they're just really concerned about you. You need to become that person. So if you focus on you, if you focus on your spirituality, if you focus on your relationship with God, he will line things up. You're not doing this to please anybody else. So don't come in and go, well, what does that person want? I'll become that person. No, God says, become me. (laughs) Become me. Be like me. I'll take care of the rest. So when you focus on him, that's what happens. You just become more like him every single day. And the outcome of that is there's somebody else that's doing the same thing. And they're praying every day, just like you're praying every day. And pretty soon, those two worlds collide. 
And then it all starts happening, and then you just get to look back on stuff and go, man, God is so good. You can't say, well, I just happened to pull up to the gas station, and there they were, the love of my life. No, it's all God when you do it the right way. When, when you do it the right way, it's all him. Okay? So you need to feel his love, and this isn't just understanding his love. You know, I brought. it's funny. I was driving in here this morning, and God, when I'm coming in, this morning was just, I was a wreck. I can't believe I made it here. I love you, baby, but it was a rough drive. Because <laughs> he was all, all over talking to me. I didn't know if I was supposed to get off the exit or not. <laughs> I would have been really late then. But this is kind of what he showed me this morning. You know, he, he actually, you know, he shows me this washcloth, and he says, man, um, my water is there. My love is in this bowl. That's the water. And he goes, you have the washcloth. Now, if my hand's dirty, if I got grease on my hand and I take a dry washcloth and I'm just scrubbing it, it ain't coming off. Like, I want God's love. I know God's love. I know it. I see it. I can see it moving. I can be around his love, but I can't be saturated with it because I'm not close enough to God to even get close to his love for his love to saturate it and he says look you're so worried about look if you just come close to me I will saturate you where there's nothing that can stick to you because look it doesn't mean Christians aren't like these awesome people that walk around and they don't have any issues in life but when you're saturated with his love (laughs) it just flows off you it can't stick to you you become (laughs) non-sticky You become not, but, but it's only because, look, I can be this close. That ain't enough. I st- I'm still dry. Like, but, but God's right there. I'm so close to God. I love him. Man, I'm so close to God. Really? <laughs> but is he in you? Are you saturated? Like, like do you literally just go in and like, just, just me and him. I just want to spend that much time with him where I'm just all over it. Like, like it's just me and God. Where, when I come out of my private room and I'm just like, God, I love you so much and you love me so much that it's tripping off me. And I want to walk in and I want to see my family and I want my family to know that, man, I am so filled up right now that you need this because I need to be an example for you. I don't need to tell you about God. I need to show you. I need to show you. And you can't do it from a distance, man. You got you to gotta jump right in. You got to jump right in and say, God, just love me. Man, you just need to, oh, I'm holy. Mm. You got to feel it. You have to feel his love. And we, we've, we, we hear about his love, but it's tangible. Like you can feel it and you can't feel it if you're not willing to dive into it because it'll stay at a distance and you'll be scrubbing. You'll be like, I don't know why stuff is sticking to me so bad. Well, you're using a dry washcloth, man. God wants you to just be saturated. Mm. So we start spiritual. That's what he wants, the spiritual foundation. And he says, now, once you start spiritual, now we can start building it. Now now you are so focused on him. Man, you're walking around. People want to know who you are, what you have. Like, like, why are you skipping the way you're skipping? Why why are you so happy? Like, like you just brushed against that person. That person was like, man, I'm having a great day. I mean, that's what it feels like. So at that point, you start going, you know what? It's time to take who I am social. That's what that means. So, so social means for us here at Destiny, I'll put it in our terms. This is where you start getting in a group. Get in a small group. Okay, get in a small group. 
Get on a serve team. Get plugged in with people. The whole point of this is that you need to go social. One, people need to see your love. People need to see God's love all over you. Okay, you can't do life alone, but, but also you're going to go into a social group. You're going to start serving, and this is what's going to happen. Um, you're going to have some bad habits at this point probably still, and you're going to run into people that can help you with that. Um, you're going to find people. That's what small groups are for. I love it. People think, man, I love God, guns, and gravy, but guess what? I get to get a bunch of guys in my house, and my wife gets to cook a bunch of food, and, man, we get to shoot guns and blow up trees and all kinds of stuff. But, man, we get to sit down, and we get to talk about things that guys deal with. Like, and not so that we can say, I can't believe you do that, so that we can wrap arms around each other and say, let me help you through this. And there's a better way and try to steer them closer to God. That's why we do it. That's the point of small groups. Small groups isn't just to go out and hang out. It's to grow together. And you'll be like, yeah, well, I don't need to go to that one because I know God so much. Well, good, then I need you to come in and start helping the people that are in there. And if that's not your kind of small group, then you need to start your own small group. Because if, if, if you're that in love with God and he's all over you like that, you need to be sharing that. You need to be sharing that with people around you. It's not called for you to keep it all tucked away and hidden. That's not why he gave it to us. You don't get saturated so that you can just hang on to it. You can't even hang on to that. Like, look, I can't walk around without his love dripping off me no matter what I try. I'm like, come on. When you're that saturated with his love, it drips everywhere. Like, there's no way to stop it. I mean, that's, that's, he doesn't give it to you to hold on to. He gives it to you so it drips over everything you touch. Mm. So we're social. You got to get social. You're struggling with things. This is where you fix the stuff you're struggling with. Look, you, you can't say, well, I'm struggling with stuff, but if I just meet the right person, that person's going to change me, and it's going to be so good because they are so in love with Jesus, and I'm going to come meet them, and it's going to change me. No, it's not. Because whatever you have going into a relationship is going to multiply when you're in a relationship. You're dealing with pornography before you get in a relationship. It doesn't go away. You take it with you. And now not only do you have to deal with yourself dealing with it, you've got to deal with, 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 with whatever partner you're with with it. And that becomes rough. So this is where you get it. This is where you get sound advice. So you go social. Now here's the good part. While you're going social, this is where you meet people. I love this. This is where you start finding people that you like, that you get to hang around with. This is where you start looking around going, Hey, is that person single? <laughs> they are single. Good. Because I met them in the group, which means we got one thing in common. We love Jesus. And if that's all you got in common, that's all you need. Right? So, but, but this is where you meet them. So we don't, look, we don't have any dating small groups, so don't be looking for them. <laughs> Not what we do. But if something pops up in, in a small group relationship, then that's fine because that means you, guess where you met them? You met them with a foundation. So if you already have a spiritual foundation and you're meeting somebody else with a spiritual foundation, you can only build on it. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's what social is all for, to get out there. And then once you go social, right, this is where it gets good, and you find somebody that you're like, you're a really nice person. I think I want to spend some time with you. 
we might be able to date now because now I've known you in a social group, in a social environment. So I would like to date. Can I get to know you a little bit more? And this is where you get to the right there, interpersonal, interpersonal stage. Can you guys see it over there? I'm so sorry. I, there you go. Okay. I got y'all. Boom. Look. I'm telling you, I'm getting smarter every year. I'm so thankful for God. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> so good. So here we are. So interpersonal stage. Guess what this is? I get to know all about you. I don't go on a date to see if you can afford to take me to dinner. I go on a date because I want to see if you're actually going to pray over my food. I want to see if you're putting God first in this relationship. I want to see that because that is so, so important. I want to know about you. I want to know about your your lifestyle. I want to know about your 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 devotion. To, I want to know, you know, I want to know you. So I'm going to ask questions. We're going to spend time together. I, I'm, I'm going to see it all. I'm going to see your spending habits. We talked about that last week. <laughs> right? This is where you find out if somebody is living way above their means because you don't want to absorb that. <laughs> right? this, is where, this is where you get to, to really take a good look. Really get to know them. Get to see if they have a vision in their life. Like what's God, what's God doing in your life? I mean, this is all so important because you started with a spiritual base, so you're good. Then you went social and finally met somebody, and now you get to really know who they are, right? You really know who they are because that's important because once you get to know who they are, um, we get to the emotional level. This is where it starts getting serious. This is a uh, six weeks to 18th month, 18 months it takes to get to this. Six weeks to 18 months because emotions kick in. Woof. You got to be able to handle that. <laughs> this is where you get emotional. You get the feeling. You, you're like, this is somebody uh, that I want to marry. I'm starting to have feelings for them. So this is where you go into premarital counseling. You're like, but what if we're not engaged? I don't care. If you love them, if you're starting to have emotional feelings for them, then you need to seek counsel on that. Because when you come into counseling, oh man, guess what we're going to throw on the table? We're going to take your pocketbook and dump it on the table. And we're going to dig deep into his wallet, not looking for money. I'm going to look for everything he's hiding. And we're going to throw it on the table. We're going to break down everything about you and about the other person. Why? Because there's truth comes out in this. Everything comes out because you don't want to go into a relationship not knowing everything. And if you can't trust the person at this level, six weeks to 18 months, if you can't trust them enough to tell them your secrets, you think that just happens in marriage? No, because some of you, you're going to get to that stage and you're going to be like, if you would have told me that like three weeks ago, <laughs> we would have saved about $20,000 <laughs> and we'd have been separated and, and not even together. But see, if you're already at that stage, you trust them. This is why it's a building block. This is, this is how it's supposed to work. 
so, so now you're talking to them. Now you're, you're trusting them. You're talking about everything. You're talking about your childhood. You're talking about your job, how much money you make, um, your game plan for the future, all that stuff right there. Okay, so, so that's where that happens. Then you get married. See, there's no block for that. It's just marriage is this little in time. <laughs> marriage is just that little, it's like $20,000 one day. <laughs> I was like, come on. Real expensive for that one day. <laughs> Trust me, daughters, been through the wedding. My son was like, dad, we just need one day and about $10. (laughs) I love you, son. But yeah, one day. So once you take care of that one little step, then we get the winky emoji. You know what I mean? That's where sex comes in. That's the winky emoji. (laughs) You got, that's where you get to enjoy everything about the other person. And guess what? There's nothing to be hidden. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing you don't know. So you can be vulnerable. You can share. Everything comes out then. Everything. You can be naked and unashamed. You're not hiding anything. You did it the right way. You went spiritual and then social and then interpersonal and then then emotional. Then you got married and then then you get to experience the, the thing that God held for marriage. And he said, wait, wait till you see that. (laughs) It's like his ultimate wedding gift. (laughs) He's like, just wait. It's going to be so good. Come on. That's where it all happens. Okay. So so that's that's the recipe. That's the recipe in the book. So what happens in our life is everybody opens up a recipe book and they look at this beautiful cake and they don't read the directions. They go, I want the cake. And they just start doing it. And they're like, you've seen those, you've seen those pictures on Pinterest and stuff with, 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 with the ones that don't work out. Yeah, they're like, that's a bunny. No, it's a poop emoji. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I, I, that was just a, uh, that's just a splot of something on the table. You know, it doesn't even look like a smiley face. I don't know what it is. But, but so we look at this, we forget to read the directions. Because we're really good at looking at a picture going, I want what you have. And I've got all the ingredients, I think. At least I know where to get the ingredients. So we just start messing around. And it doesn't come out that good. <laughs> and we wondered, like, why? It's because you didn't flip the page and read the, read the directions. All right, so single and dating, this is what it's supposed to look like. Okay? This is what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> Here's the problem. This is society today. You get a couple people. They start hanging out. Maybe they meet in school. Maybe they meet somewhere and they go, I think you're the one. Well, if you're the one, then we had better figure out if it's going to work. Because if that don't work, I don't want nothing with you. If that don't work, if that's not good, I'm not going to marry something that's not good. That's, that's what people think. And the reason that, that young women start to think this is because they don't have the love of a father. They don't understand how valuable they are. They don't understand that they are princesses of a king. They don't understand how valuable they are. And they've never been told that. 
And when this one little young punk comes around and says, man, you are the most beautiful thing in the world, they're like, let's go. I've never heard that. Because they don't have a relationship with the king. Because he's telling them it to them all the time. That's all he wants to tell you is how awesome you are and how beautiful you are, how royal you are. But since they don't hear it from their earthly father and they don't hear it from, they don't have a relationship with him, they take the first thing that comes around that says, you're beautiful. Men, you've got to love on your family. Love on your kids. Because if you don't, somebody will. Somebody will. And it will ruin them. It will ruin them. Mm. Mm. So here we are. And this is what people do. And you know why this is it? It's, it's because, I'll tell you right now, and guys, will, guys can probably figure this one out, that women are, have been made like the pinnacle of creation. <laughs> like God did a really good job. Think of all creation. We, we, we could be standing at the Grand Canyon and going, this is the most beautiful thing ever created in earth. And a beautiful lady walked by, and you're just like, whatever. I'm going to go talk to her. It's like that quick. Like you're like, ah, just take a picture of me standing here. Who's that? And you're gone. You're done. You're done. That's what happens. So that's the power. That's the female power. God made you beautiful. So, so you have that capability of saying whatever you want to say. And I'm telling you, it, the men will be standing, standing, just waiting. If that's what you want. So I'm going to get a little real for teenagers, young adults, whoever, even adults. It's like this. Um, ladies, you can't dress like a commodity. And that's just trying to be real. You got to ask yourself, is what I wear honoring God? Because if not, a commodity is just meant to be bought. It's just meant to be used. And it goes to the people that really want it. And you only attract people that really want it. You know, uh, a soda is a soda. But when you wrap it in a Coke can, the people that love Coke, they're going after the Coke can. It's what they do. So if you wrap yourself in whatever it is you think they want, they're going to come at you for what they think's inside that. So we can't dress that way. We can't treat your, you. You don't deserve to be treated that way. Here's the other thing, females, if you don't know this, women, that if you catch something with your body, you got to keep it with your body. Think about that. We all get old. <laughs> so eventually, what you caught with your body ain't the right bait anymore. <laughs> If you hadn't got that one yet, there's gravity. It works. <laughs> but if that's what you're using, that'll fade away. And then what are you left with? When you start down here, 
and not up here. That doesn't go away. That is a lifestyle. That is, that is who you are. You can't take that. That is so beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. You can't take it away. Yeah, remember, you can only catch a fish in a pond you're fishing in. Don't expect to catch a shark in a pond, right? Think about that. You can't catch an angel fish in a gutter. <laughs> Think about that. If you're fishing in a club, you're going to catch something in a club. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be. You're going to catch something. <laughs> Gotta watch where you fish. Amen. If you're fishing for somebody spiritual, you should be in the right pond. <laughs> Find yourself in the right location. Doing the right things. You can't seek the goods before you seek God. Because this is what happens. You're like, okay, great, you're telling me. So we started here, whatever. Boom. Now there's a connection. There's a bond. And now there's a lot of feelings involved after this. There's some feelings that probably aren't good. But there's feelings involved. So what happens is you take this and then you throw this emotional feeling on it. And you're like, man, this is rough. I don't like the way they're feeling. I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared to be a father. I wasn't prepared to handle the emotional breakdown. I didn't do this so that we could hang out every day. I did it because I was fishing. That's it. And I caught a fish. If you think there's people out there that aren't like that, you're kidding yourself. You got to be very careful. That's such a prized possession to just throw to somebody. Just to throw to somebody. So you got all these emotions that are tied up in it, and now you're trying to deal with it. Now you're trying to handle that. That's, a, that's some weight right there. If you look, it can't even really balance on there. And I could probably figure it out. I'm sure there's a slim line that that, that could possibly that that little bit of sex that you had can hold up all that emotion because it's real and it's heavy. But you're like, it's okay because this wasn't physical sex though. I just, you know, it was, we were sexting. We were sending pictures back and forth. It's the same thing. There's an emotional tie to that. There's an emotional tie to it. And guess what? Once you hit send, you don't get it back. And the person you sent it to, they have a choice who they want to share it with. So all of a sudden, something that was so personal is everywhere. That's emotional. That's when you start dealing with all the emotions and you're like, now I have nobody. Nobody to hold me up. Because I don't have a foundation. My foundation was built on that. On a winky emoji. That's what it's built on. Because the problem is, is that, that 
you expected that individual to fill you up. You expected that person to bring you so much joy because, man, when we were hanging out, they made me feel so good. I can't wait. If we just do this, I'm going to feel amazing. They're going to be there for me, and they're going to fill me up, and it's going to be wonderful. I've seen my parents. They've been married, you know, 28 years, and their marriage is awesome. That's what I want before I started there. And what happens is that person's like, whoa, my parents weren't married. I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) but this is as far as I go. But it's been fun, and I'll talk to you later, and you did to deal with all the emotions, all of them. Nobody can complete you but God. Go get saturated. That's why it's so important you start with the spiritual first. You're so saturated with him, nobody can take it from you. So good. Here's the problem. Once you take it here, once you take it physical, okay, what happens is the two bodies become one. It says the the man and the woman become one, one flesh. So when you have sex with somebody, you become one with them. And that doesn't go away when you say goodbye. That is a spiritual thing. It's called a soul tie. And it stays with you. And you carry it with you every where you go stays with you this is what it looks like you guys are in the front row come up here Here, I'll hop down here look they can chase chase me if they want come here come up come on hop up hop up I'm just going to use you as an example come on yeah come on come on we got this okay so 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 this is what it looks like so um come on over here this is perfect so we'll, we'll just do it this way okay so so here we have Daniel Daniel is this spiritual, wonderful guy. He's just like, man, I love Kristen. And Kristen, I'm just, I'm just picking on you. Don't take, this is nothing. This is, you're an example. Okay, he's like, I love Kristen. And Kristen's like, that's awesome. I love Daniel. And I would love to get to know you. Well, here's the problem. Kristen, turn a little bit. Grab her jacket with your hand. There you go. Grab her jacket with her hand. Kristen has already had a relationship with two other people. So when she comes into this, this relationship, She's dragging everybody with her. There is not a bed that you can find that will hold enough people for some people. Because it's a spiritual connection. Every person you're with, it's a spiritual connection. So when you go to the wedding bed at the end, guess what? (laughs) They're all there. There's nothing private. That's what sex does. That's why you say when, when you wait till marriage and it's just you two, then you have your whole room to yourself. You're not sharing it with anybody. All right, thank you guys. Sorry, I didn't know how to do that other than just pull somebody up. <laughs> you guys get that? Does that make sense? All right, that, that's, that's your, that, that's a soul tie. That's what a soul tie does. I'm sorry about that, Justin. <laughs> production people are like i cannot believe he just jumped down on the floor <laughs> they're like ch- chase him i love it so a soul tie is a spiritual connection between two people after they've been intimate physically so it's this 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 contact and it includes all that stuff it didn't end with the relationship see that's why that's why you know we don't have beds that are the size of this sanctuary <laughs> Our beds aren't big enough for everybody. 
big enough for you and your spouse, all right? So, so if you have a soul tie, what's that look like? Because here's the thing, if you go into marriage, if this is how you start and you go into marriage, you bring that into the marriage, okay? So, so, so soul ties, what's it look like? Here's, here's how you know you have a soul tie. Are you obsessing about a person in your thoughts throughout the daytime that you used to have an intimate relationship with, all right? Are you dreaming about a person or waking up thinking about them regularly? Do you imagine hearing their voice in your head? When you're having sexual relationships with your spouse, are they popping up as a mental image? It's a soul tie. And what it does, it destroys your relationship. You rob a relationship that God wants you to have, that he wants to be the most joyful, beautiful thing ever because of the soul ties you have when you brought it in. And it starts at a young age just because you decide that you want to do that. Right? And they'll, they'll affect your relationships, even if you're not married. Because when you're dating and you're still doing this, taking them all with you every relationship and you want to know why you can't find peace with somebody because man you got all these voices in your head and they're just talking to you and they're robbing you that's why it's so important that you break a soul tie so i'll talk to you real quick about that because here's the good part you might be walking with a soul tie get rid of it you can get rid of it okay we can break the soul tie you can walk out of here today free and not to worry about that anymore. See, that's the good part. There's nothing that God can't grab hold of when you give it to him. There's nothing. So that's good. So how do you break it? Here's the first part. Repent of any sins that involve that person. Repent. Not just turn around and go to the other. Like, repent. It's a mental, like, decision to not continue to do what you're doing. Say, I repent. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping it. It's never going to happen again. Change the way you think about it. Step two, forgive the person for any wrongdoings. Here's the thing. You might not have the soul tie because, well, here's the thing. It anything could have happened. It could have been abuse. It could have been anything that you didn't want. There's a soul tie there. It wasn't even your fault, but it's there because you're thinking of it, right? So guess what? You need to forgive them. If that happened to you, you forgive and you say, I'm not going to walk around with this. I refuse to walk in unforgiveness. So guess what? I'm going to forgive that person. I'm not going to allow it to bother me anymore. So I'm going to repent if I'm doing something wrong. If I didn't do anything wrong, I need to forgive that person. Right? Then we need to renounce any covenants made with the person. What do I mean by that? Man, when you're with this person, what you say means stuff. I'll love you forever. You spoke it. <laughs> Your words are important. So if you said, I will love you forever, and they break up with you, and you're wondering why you can't get them off you, because there's a covenant there. You made a covenant with them. You spoke it. Right? So you need to renounce what you said. You need to renounce it. See, the tongue is capable of binding the soul. Proverbs 6, 2 says, if you have, if you have been ensnared by the words of your mouth, or caught by the words of your mouth. What you speak can trap you. What you speak to somebody else can be powerful. 
So how do you get out of it? You renounce it. What that means, you take it back verbally. Like, I renounce it. You spoke it verbally, take it back verbally. Example, it says, woman, uh, it says, I can never love another man. Well, that's spoken out of her mouth. She needs to go back and renounce that. She needs to go back. Renounce having said that she ever said that. Step four, once you do that, get rid of any gifts that were exchanged. <laughs> you know, the old Christmas sweater you have from your, your old love that you just say, it's my favorite Christmas sweater. I only pull it out at Christmas time. No, you pull it out because the woman that gave it to you, it means something. <laughs> any gift you have from that old relationship, get rid of it. It's a soul tie. You're not allowed to think about it anymore. You got to get rid of it. When you hang on to it, what you're saying is my relationship with you is in good standing. Can't wait for you to call again. That's what you're saying when you hang on to it. Just think about it. Why don't you want to get rid of it? It's not because it's like the most expensive, beautiful thing ever. It's because it hurts when you get rid of it. Because it's a soul tie. That's why you got to get rid of it. Number five, and the last one, renounce and break the soul tie in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hmm. You can break it. You can renounce it. You can loose yourself from it. You can loose his peace on it. What's it sound like? I now renounce or loose myself from any ungodly soul ties formed between myself and whomever. And I break these ungodly soul ties in Jesus' name. Once again, it's a recipe. <laughs> you got to go in that order. Do all those things and then renounce it in Jesus' name and break out of the soul ties. Allow your marriage to flourish if you're in a marriage already. Allow your relationships to just flow. You will be so caught up with soul ties that the one God wants you to have walked by and you couldn't even come close. Because you're so caught up in your mind with somebody else. You got to get rid of it. And then I add some stuff to that. Because <laughs> soul ties will destroy your marriage. Because if, if you weren't perfect if you weren't completely spiritual and everything and you started here in any relationship you brought that into your marriage so when you go on social media and you're like oh i'm just checking up on some old friends from high school you haven't checked up on them in 20 years why do you care <laughs> i was just seeing what they were doing no you were checking out to see if little old miss angela well, what's she doing i remember her you're not doing it because, man, you want to preach the gospel to them. <laughs> social media, 78% of divorces, social media is right in the middle of it. Man, what we think is a great tool <laughs> can destroy a lot of stuff. And now it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to dig right back into it and go, but I remember the times. Don't remember the times. Break the soul tie and say, I'm ready to move on. Come on, leave them, leave them where they belong in the past. 
So here we go. I'll get back to this. Sorry, I had to touch that. So you're an emotional. Remember, before this took six, six, uh, six weeks to 18 months, it took you to handle this the right way. This took you about, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, an hour. <laughs> and now you're dealing with it. So six weeks, 18 months, 18 months to one hour. Good luck. I'm trying to balance it now because I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know anything about this person. Right? Didn't know anything about it. So now you feel committed. Now you're stuck. Problems start happening. Arguments start taking place. And you're like, oh, man, I just need to get to know you. All right. It's time to bring in the interpersonal level. Um. Let's see, we'll just put it this way and see if it'll hold up there. If you notice, your foundation was built on something that can't handle anything. And what happens, it starts to crumble. Because the only thing you had was a feeling, a, a, a small glimpse of, of, of what could have been eternity. <laughs> but you started there. So now you get to, get to check them out. I call it the psycho stage. This is where you start figuring out that not only are they crazy, their family's crazy, their friends are crazy. You're like, what happened? They're completely gone. <laughs> and you're just stuck. <laughs> you're like, I can't believe I let this happen to myself. Me either. <laughs> That's why y'all getting all this. <laughs> Don't let it happen to you. But that's where that happens. So then what you do is you get to this point and you're like, well, what do I do? What do I do with this person? And you're thinking, well, you know what? The only thing I can do, I guess, we'll just get married. Because, well, maybe somebody got pregnant. So now you're like, well, best thing to do is get married. So now you're dealing with all this. And, you know, interpersonal was horrible. Social, you can't go nowhere with them because they're just a wreck. And you're like, I can't figure this out. I don't have any peace with you. We can't go anywhere. But you know what? Let's get married and let's ask God to come on in and cover this whole mess. And the problem is, here's the problem with that. <laughs> you want God to come in and cover something that you already took under the covers. And that takes a bit. That takes a bit. I'm not saying he can't work on you. I'm not saying that, that, that you're a lost cause. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the foundation is what you try to throw over the mess. You know, we can't build a parking lot in one part of our ground back here. There's a big gully, and we filled it in. I'm sorry, we can build a parking lot. We can't build a building on it. There's like this little section because it's a gully. And you know what they pushed in the gully? All kinds of waste. They pulled on the trees. They pulled down some, some old stuff from construction projects. And they threw it back there. It looked like this. You can't build on something that's not stable. You can try, but it looks like this. That don't look nothing like the picture. The triangle looked awesome. I just wanted the cake, man. That's like taking that cake with the eggs on the outside and the icing on the middle and then throwing fondant over it. <laughs> Looks great, but it don't taste good because that stuff don't taste good anyway. 
You're like, but look how pretty it is. And you cut that thing open. It's a wreck. You're like, why is there a raw egg? Just <laughs> but it looked pretty on the outside. You know how many people have a marriage that <laughs> they can walk into church <laughs> and it looks like it is the greatest thing in the world. And when you peel back the fondant, you realize that, oh, wow. Like, I'd rather somebody just walk in a wreck. I can, I can work with that. I know what to eat, what not to eat if you just give me a cake. Because I could have ate something on the cake. When it comes in looking like that, you just get a big old surprise when you cut it open. And all they did is they took a mess and they tried to take God and wrap God all around it. Like I said, it will work. You just can't build your life and wrap God and then wrap the word around it. You need to wrap your life around the word. You just don't get to say, well, this is my life and I'll just make God fit into my life. It's no, God, I need you first. And if I surround myself with you, if I allow myself to be loved by you, everything else will come into alignment. Everything else will work. So yes, everybody's like, hang on, we got a problem. You can't let us go because <laughs> that's my marriage. <laughs> like, that's how we started. <laughs> like, you can't leave me here. <laughs> like, can't wait till next week. This isn't like an intermission. Like, come back in five minutes. You're like, I got a whole week and I got to go talk to my spouse about this. This ain't going to be good. All right, so, so here's the thing. It's a mess. Look, our marriage started this way. This is me and Jules. That's how we started. And I can tell you that when you do it the right way, we're 28 years. <laughs> it took us a long time to straighten this out. Because every time we started straightening it up, I decided I wanted to kick the foundation down. <laughs> but that's why it's so important that you have one with God and one with your spouse. It's oneness with your spouse. And you realize that when you're building this as a team, the other person can fall and you can still sit there and go, okay, come on. I know you tripped, but let's get you back up. And why? Because there's, the only way it worked for us, just to let you know, because ours looked a lot like that, is we started over. For us, like over, over. Like it, it was over. <laughs> and then we started over. <laughs> like She was like, there's an apartment. Have a nice day. Like we're not dealing with this. Um, but this is what happened is the last Sunday of us being together before I moved into the apartment, she invited me to church. And I was like, uh, I'm going to burn. <laughs> so I don't know if I can go in there. And uh, my kids went and my wife was like, you need to come to church. At least come the last Sunday. So I went to church and got wrecked. Like, he was waiting for me with his arms wide open. And he said, man, I've been loving on you, and you just didn't want it. I've been loving on you this long, and you didn't want it. And you got a wife and kids waiting on you because, man, I need you to lead them. I need you to get so close to me that you're so saturated, like, he loved me that much that he's just sitting there going, I just want to pour into you, man, if you just let me, if you just trust me. That's all it took. 
Now that that if I say that's all it took, that's a long process right there. Especially if you don't know who he is. Took a lot of guesses. A lot of forgive me, God. A lot of show me, teach me, Lord. I want to do good. I want to be right. But then eventually, <laughs> she could hang around with me again. She, I wasn't a good person. I wasn't the one you wanted to really hang around with. I was miserable. Lived for myself. I didn't have a good social group. You know, I was just a mess. But eventually, through this, I realized I had to realign who I was. I had to surround myself with people that I wanted to be like. And I I had to find people and go, man, I don't know what's on you, but I want what's on you. And when they said that was God, I was like, just show, like, point me in the right direction. I'll do whatever it takes. Because once you feel that love, when you feel it once and then you don't feel it for a bit, you get hungry. And you want it. And you'll do whatever you have to do to get it. Don't overcomplicate it because most of the time he says, I just need you to rest at my feet. I just need you to sometimes just bow down and kneel down and just spend time with me. You don't even have to leave your house, man. Quit trying to make this difficult. I love you that much that I'm waiting for you. I've never left you. I never will leave you. I just want to love you. So if you're in a marriage that's dealing with this stuff and you're here today, guess what? (laughs) You're doing the right thing. You're in the right spot. Because that's where it starts. Build the foundation. Then you're going to want to hang out with each other. You really do. This is where it starts to get fun. Then you start to just, man, now you you don't want to leave each other. (laughs) You're like, I want you can do everything with me. This is where you start going on vacations together and saying, you know what, I just want to come home and be with you. You know, I got my own little things I like to do, but man, I just want to spend it with you because I love you that much. And that's mutual, back and forth. You know, and now, now when these things happen, man, it's not that big of a deal because, man, we got a solid foundation. Like, come on. <laughs> Wife had a bad day. Oh, Deej is having a horrible day. He's a little bit emotional. She knows that she can come to me. Because we've got spiritual foundation. We love each other. We like to do things together. She knows she's just going to spend a little time with me and love on me. And she knows my love language. And we're going to get back. And that's going to heal. That's a quick That's a quick process now. And we want that quick because we know what's next. I'm just saying. <laughs> that thing's like on a spinning thing. <laughs> And that's the goal. You know, and that that's the point of putting it on top. That that's I'm telling you, when we do it right, it's so important. You've got to you've got to get the foundation. You've got to build it the right way. Don't just look at the picture and want that. You have to follow the recipe. And it's not too late. Like I said, we can break the soul ties. You can change it. It just means you just shift your focus and focus right here. So if you're married and you're going through stuff like this, you both See God, oneness with yourself and God. Don't worry about your spouse. Because my wife was already seeking. I had to seek. She couldn't get me to seek God. She couldn't. I'm sorry. 
That, that's just, that's between me and him. All she could do is introduce and say, it's up to you now. But she couldn't focus every day on what I was doing spiritually. She had to focus on herself because she was praying. She was trying, and you can pray for it. Trust me, pray for your spouse every day. We pray together every day. She told me that's one of the biggest things is that when you start praying over your spouse, they feel the love. She says the first time we started doing that, it changed lots of things. Because I said, baby, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going, before you leave this house, I am going to submit everything you do today to God because I love you that much. Because you are the jewel. You're the gem. That's it. I don't want nothing to happen to you. And I know I, can, I don't have control over everything, but I know someone who does. So that's it. We start there, and then the rest of it falls in. So great relationships are built on a spiritual foundation. So if you're married going through that, pray for your spouse. Fix yourself. Don't try to fix your spouse. Get in a group. Ask for help. Seek counsel. My wife and I do marriage counseling in the church. We've got some other couples that we're trying to get alongside us that we trust that we know can do spiritual counseling when it comes to marriages. Look, it works. Don't be embarrassed over it. Look, I tell everybody, everybody, I don't care how good your marriage is, go to marriage counseling. It's so good. Like, you get to talk about things you probably never talk about. And it's funny, when you talk to people that deal with it all the time, they know the questions to ask to make it not uncomfortable. <laughs> Seek counsel. So it's here. So if that's something you need, you need to call the, call the desk, call the church, try to get on our calendar. Let us know. It's so important that you go through these steps. It's so important. And we're there for you. We're there for you. That's what we do. Hmm. All right. I, I can't keep going. There's so much good stuff in here. We're going to save it for next week because next week's Valentine's Day. The rest of this we're going to talk about. We're really going to talk about what that looks like in marriage. <laughs> so come ready for next week. That's going to be fun. <laughs> but um, did you guys get something today? Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, you need to get it. You need to let your kids hear it. They're not going to get this in school. They're not going to get this online. It's not going to be, well, unless you play the video. <laughs> They'll get it that way. But this is not popping up on their next favorite app. Not getting it. They need to understand the importance of, of who they are and who God wants them to be. They need to understand whose and whom they are because you belong to a king and he cares about you and he loves you doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter how many marriages you've been through none of that matters because he says I love you more than the day I created you when I put you in your mother's womb I love you that much can't do anything to break that he loves you. So, I just want to pray today for everybody that's in here, anybody watching online. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. I just know this. I, I know God, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, He's the one 
that's going to get you through it. That's the good part. I'm just going to pray. So, Father, oh, we love you, God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace and mercy in our life. And, God, we thank you for for this walk. We, We thank you that we get to do this, God that we can come close to you and we don't need anybody else around. We don't need to go through some kind of process. Lord, we can come straight to you. So God, we come to you this morning. Father, you see the single people watching online, the single people in the audience, Lord. Father, I ask you to start turning their hearts. Father, God, start shifting their thoughts. Father, let them seek you first. Let them have a oneness with you, God, that is just unseparable. Father, I pray that the married families and the singles, Father, they build a spiritual foundation, God, that cannot crumble. That, God, they invest in you. Father, I pray that they know you as Abba, Father. (laughs) Daddy. Father, saturate them right now with your love to where it just drips off them everywhere they go. Father, for those relationships that are struggling with this, Lord, Just touch them right now. Love on them right now. Hmm. There is nothing too broken that you can't fix. So God, I ask you to speak to their heart. Give them the the urge to seek counsel, God. Give them the ability to forgive. Give them the ability to, to honor. Give them the ability to trust again, God. Father, if they're dealing with any kind of soul ties, Father, we renounce that right now in Jesus' name. We want them to have freedom when they leave here today. Freedom. God, we just love you. We love you, Father, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. Maybe you're here today and this is your first step. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. You know, we got to baptize today because people, you know, some people when they get baptized, it's just the next step. I mean, you give your heart to Christ and it says, be baptized. So there's a baptistry right there. Right there. If you don't know Jesus, you have a chance to know him right now. If you want to recommit your life to him, you can recommit your life to him right now. And guess what? I will go put on my wet clothes and I will get back in there and we will baptize you before we leave today. Hmm. Because he wants you baptized. You need it. You need to surrender to him. So if that's you and you're like, I just need to start there because I've got this whole thing figured out. (laughs) But man, I got to go back to this. I want to give you the chance to start that. I want, you, I want to give you the chance this morning to, to start with that relationship with him. So every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're watching online, come on. God, we just love you. Your word says that, that the price of sin is death. Death. And Father, we're sinners which means that the price of our sin is death and you sent your son Jesus to pay that price for everyone's sin if they'll accept him, if they'll allow him into their hearts. But it's a choice. So today you have that decision to make. If 
you don't know him, you can choose for him to pay that price for you so you don't have to pay the price of death. If you choose not to, then you're going to pay that price. So, Father, I just ask you to search the hearts in this room, search the minds. Father, your word says in Romans 10, 9, 10, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It means you have to believe it in your heart and you have to speak it with your mouth. You can speak it with your mouth, but if you don't believe it in your heart, you're just speaking words. So, Father, just work on their hearts right now. If that's you, if you want to make this decision, ain't nobody looking around, just raise your hand so I can see if there's anybody in the house today that wants to make this decision. I'm not going to call you out. We're just going to, I just want to make sure we're praying for the right people. All right, all right. Online, you can do this at home. Look, and you don't even have to raise your hand. You need to say this prayer. We're going to pray together as a family. That's what we're going to do. We pray as a family, and we go through this as a family. So all I'm going to ask you to do is repeat this after me. Jesus, I need you. I kept you out of my life for too long. I can't do it on my own. Change me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. <laughs> Saturate me with your love. I know you died on the cross and you rose again just for me. Today, I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. Man, I pray that if that was you online or you in here, if you said that for the first time and you meant it for the first time, fill out a card and let us know. Look, once again, we, we want to help you. We want to guide you. I want to baptize you. I can't do that if I don't know it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good at God giving me a word, but that's, let's not push it. <laughs> so, so take the time, fill out a connect card, get one of our ushers, let us know at connection point uh, so we can show you the next step. I'll ask one more. Anybody want to get baptized? Look, I ain't afraid of water. Daniel made me not afraid. <laughs> All right, guys, I love y'all. I'll see you next week. Come on, Kevin. Let's welcome Kevin up to close us out. Come on. Check, 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 check. One, two. All right, there we go. All right, how y'all doing, church? Good? Tired? Asleep? Awake? It's hard to see y'all from here. All right. So uh, this is the part in our service where we take up an offering and we choose to worship our God with our tithes and our offering. Uh, this morning, I want to, I do want to speak to you guys for just two, three minutes. I promise I'll try to keep it short. Um, but it's something that I've been seeing uh, over the last week or two uh, and something I was talking with a couple brothers earlier this week, but, and it's the... It's this concept of God will stretch what you have. And when you don't give, and today I'm not trying to beat you up at all, but I want you guys to get this because it's such a powerful thing when we talk about giving. And the thing is, so many people don't understand giving. And this morning, you know, if you don't want to give or you don't call Destiny Church your home, you don't have to give. You're like, whoa, that pastor said you don't have to give. That's right, you don't have to give. Because here we believe in worshiping God with our giving. 
But if you want to worship God with your giving, amen, you can join us. But I want to talk to you uh, real quick about this because it's just something that God has shown me. Uh, And I don't want to get into names or anything like that, but I want to read God's word. Uh, And it's in the story of Haggai, and I know a lot of you probably already know it. And you're probably going to say, well, I've heard it a thousand times, and I've heard preachers come up here and probably misquote it or whatever. Uh, But there's something that God showed me, and he's showed me all throughout my life. Uh, When I didn't have a ton to give, I didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, God, you know, and you guys have heard me. God, how am I going to (laughs) give? Pastor Crystal should probably be up here with me because she can attest to uh, there'd be times when we would get our check and we'd have to give. And Pastor Crystal, when she wasn't a pastor and she was a brand new Christian, she would be like, there's no way we're going to give. Like, I don't understand why you want to give when we're not going to be able to pay bills. This is dumb. And she'd be like, babe, there's no way that we can afford to give $150. Like, I, there's no way. And so God, through his, through his word, you know, he's just proven himself to me over and over again. And it's crazy because he's taken the little that we had and multiplied it. I remember where we didn't have any down payment for a house. There's no way I can get a house. Here I am, a first-generation American. You know, my parents didn't know English. You know, I didn't have money for a house. They were like, hey, you need $5,000 for a down payment. I'm like, well, I guess I'll never get a house. But you know what I am going to do? I'm going to give. I'm going to give my tithe. And I'm going to give my offering. And I'm going to worship to my God with what I have. With whatever I have, I'm going to do it. And so me and, and Pastor Crystal, we decided to get in line, and we started to say, God, we're going to trust you with our finances. We are going to trust you with this, even though it looks crazy to the rest of the world. It looks crazy. I'm going to give $150, but I don't know how I'm going to pay my energy bill this month. It looked crazy. But I'm telling you, God started to show himself and manifest himself in our lives in, a, in a, an amazing way. I, I, I mean, I can't make it up. I didn't have any down payment. Me and Pastor Crystal, we went to the bank and we said, I, we want a house. Okay, how, well, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's funny. Because I, I laugh because I remember like people's faces, you know, and, and they look at you like, wait, so you don't have a down payment. Uh, and you want a house. You don't have collateral. You know, and, and I remember asking them, and she started flipping around, almost like, okay, whatever, we'll look into it, but it's probably not going to happen. Boom, she's like, whoa, there's this thing called a portfolio loan. You have really good credit. You, you make under this amount, and you had to make under a certain amount to qualify. Boom, we get our first house. Listen, it doesn't matter how much you have. I don't care if you're a millionaire or you make $10,000 a year. When you decide to give and you decide to start to be faithful, because that's what it really is, it's obedience. You start to be faithful with what you have. Like I said, whether it's $10,000 a year or a million dollars a year. When you decide to be faithful, God stretches it. God makes a way. I've seen it over and over and over. God makes a way. And so uh, before we give today, I want to just read you this scripture. Uh, In Haggai chapter 1, God starts to get on to the Israelites. 
he starts to get on to the Jews because they've left God's house in shambles. And we all know, a lot of us in here know that story. And God says something really crazy. He says, you've been putting your money into a, into a bag or a pocket with holes in it. Because God was causing, causing all of their goodness, all of their money, all of their wealth to, to just slither out. Because they had forgotten about God. They had forgotten about obedience. But I'm not here to read you that today because in here, I, I truly believe in this house that there's so many that love to give. There's so many that are obedient in this house. And I'm thankful for every single one of you. Uh, but I want to read this to you today. It's in Haggai chapter, I'm sorry, uh, yes, 2, chapter 2. Verse 4, and it says this, But now be courageous. Zerubbabel declares the Lord. But I want to talk to you guys today. I'm going I'm to read this like I'm reading it for you today. But now be courageous, destiny church, declares the Lord. Be courageous also. Pastor DJ and, and the staff. Like I said, I'm reading this for you today. For I am with you, declares the Lord. Let me back up. All you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. Everybody say work. And work. It's going to take work. I understand. It's going to take work to come with a, you know, a, a special offering for heart for the house. It's going to take work. But God is saying today, he is with you. He is with us. Listen, like I said, it doesn't matter how much you have. That doesn't matter. What matters is your heart. But I want, I'm here to, today to tell you this. If you will align yourself with the word of God, if you will decide to be obedient, God will bless you. He is not a liar. He will prove himself to you, and I'm excited. So let's pray for the offering this morning, and we'll go ahead and dismiss. Father God, I thank you that in this house, God, there is people who love you and love to give and give generously, God. Father, I thank you that you are with us, God. I thank you that you are with us and you are for us, God, and that you will begin to prove yourself, God. You will show yourself, Father, to us. God, I thank you, God. Father, your word says in Haggai 2.8 that you, the gold is yours, the silver is yours, God. You don't need our money, Father, but you desire our obedience, God. Oh, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus that you would bless this offering, that you would bless these tithes, God. And, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for everyone, God, that is online or in this place, God, I bless them in the name of Jesus, God. I pray that their, the, the holes in their pockets would start to be sewn up, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that they would be blessed spiritually first, God. Spiritually then, financially, God, physically, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I bless your people, Father, and I am so thankful for them, for every single family represented in this place. God, I'm thankful for them, Lord. Thank you for their hearts to give. Thank you for their hearts to worship you, God. We thank you, Father, and we love you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. All right, we love you guys. Go ahead. You can give online or at the door. God bless you. We'll see you next week.